the stepfather, all the ones that don't get recognized for who they are and what they do. Hallelujah. We thank you. We welcome you. We welcome you. As Drayson Jr. pointed out, all the men that's in the house, I thank you. I thank you to all the men that are live streaming that support us through your prayers, the godly men prayers that come in. I thank you. I thank you. And today we come to honor you. We come to honor you. And we honor each other with what? We honor each other with truth, with God's truth. And sometimes God's truth may hurt, but we honor with God's truth, with God's truth. We come to honor y'all, but also we come to honor our Heavenly Father. We come to honor the Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Who has been sent to show us what fatherhood is all about. It's so great and wonderful to see the fathers in the house. The young fathers, the yet-to-be fathers, the young men, the yet-to-be fathers. The newly fathers in the house. Understand you didn't just walk through those doors because it's Father's Day. The Spirit of God is upon your life. The Spirit of God leads. He directs. And he will lead you and guide you, every man, every brother, into his ways on how to be a better man, a better father, a better husband, a future of these things. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Father, for this anointed time and this anointed place, Father, that you have designed on this Father's Day. I pray that we be in tune to your word, in tune to your heart today, Father, that your word just speak mightily to the hearts of everyone, God, everyone that you have appointed here today to hear. Father, we just thank you for being the Father that you are. Not the things that you do, not the things that you give, but being the Father who you are. The creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of us in our mother's womb. You designed us, Father, when we didn't even know the world. But you had plans for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. And all we can say, Father, is thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So, Father, continue your blessings over this this worship of you today, Father, and I pray right now that you move me aside and let your word be encouraging, Father. Let your truth be encouraging to your men and women today. In the name of Jesus and the church said, amen, amen. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We thank you all for being here today. Thank you all for being here. It's quite a blessing to see you. Quite a blessing. I want to talk today about a father's love about a father's love. Fatherhood is a divine role. When you think about it, because it originated, it originated from God himself, our heavenly father. How awesome is that, that we are able to be called fathers after our heavenly father? How awesome is that? So we know that it's a divine role. It's a calling. It's a calling to become a 
father, a stepfather, a grandfather, a foster father. It's a calling. It's an opportunity for us as men to become like God in a sense. Definitely not in the perfect sense, but in the sense that God loves his children. And we are called to love our children and the ones that we are in care of. Am I right? Attribute of God. God loves and supports all fathers and yet to be fathers, men that may not even be fathers now. God loves and supports all fathers as we try to raise those up in our lives to be the best children that they can be, the ones that we are in care of. God supports them. God supports them. Fatherhood is a divine role. To be a good husband, to be a good father to the children. One of the responsibilities of a father is to lessen the burden of the family. The wife, the children, the grandchildren. Lessen the stress, lessen the struggle, lessen the anxiety, lessen the fear of the family. The father. As we as fathers are designed, as designed by God, are also called to be the spiritual leaders, spiritual leaders of the household. So being the spiritual leaders of the household, we take those burdens of our families and we lift them up to the Lord in prayer. And in return, he helps us. He guides us, and he lessens those burdens for us as men, all in order for us to continue to be the strong, godly men that we are called to be, that those burdens won't overtake us. See, the fact that Christ is our ever-present help, he is our really our burden barrier should encourage us as fathers. It should encourage us um, not to get weary in well-doing, not to give up in well-doing. And we know it can be tough in well-doing, taking care of a family, taking care of kids, grandkids, not to give up in well-doing because we, our help comes from the Lord. He gives us strength. He gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding. He gives us discernment and guidance to bear those burdens. He directs us in the way our family's church should go. Know that I know firsthand that relationships and, and marriages fall apart. They fall apart. And sometimes a man don't really have a choice whether to stay or whether to go, but he must remain the spiritual leader of those children, of those children. So speaking to both men and women today, if there's anyone in a relationship, marriage of any kind, and, and may feel as though it's failing, may feel as though you want to walk out, 
I ask you right now to just lift it up to the Lord. Pray to God and ask for his advice. Move yourself out of the way on this one. Please on this one. And ask God for his advice. There are so many reasons why the father needs to stay in the household of the family, church. And none more important than the sake of those children. The sake of those babies. No one, and I used to be the first one to say that no one should ever stay in a relationship for the children. I used to be the first one to say that. But now the way this world is set up, I think it's worth the sacrifice. I think it's worth the sacrifice. I think it's worth reconciling for the sake of the children. Children are in desperate need, not of their mother, but of their father. Of their father. And mothers, you know this. That the father is whom the children will follow. The father is whom the children will follow. Every man wants to be like his father in some way or another. Every daughter wants the love of the father. So, men, if you're in a place right now where you may be considering walking away from it all, the wife, the house, the children, the dog, be, remind, be reminded that our family needs us. Our children needs us. God has ordained you to be a father. That is why fatherhood is a divine role. Christ has set you up as the head of your household under himself. He has set you up as the head of household under himself to be the leader that your family needs by following after your head, by following after your head, Jesus Christ himself. That's how we lead as fathers through Christ. We cannot go wrong as fathers and husbands if we go through Christ, the guidance of Christ, guidance of Christ. And when we do fall, when we do make those mistakes, he's there to lift us up, put us back on the right path, to give us that strength that we need to carry those burdens, to lift the family up, to guide the family, to love the family. See, a father's love is something special. We know a mother's love is everything, but a father's love covers a lot of things, a lot of things. Ephesians says this, and fathers submit one another out of reverence for Christ, the husband and wife. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. Christ is the savior of his church. And as Christ is the savior of his body, the church, men, men, we are to be the saviors, the spiritual leaders of our bodies, our wives, our children, our families, our households. 
That is our responsibility. That consists of all the things that comes with a father's love. A father's love. See, when a father leaves the household, all the things that consist of the father's love also leave. Everything that God has designed through that man in that family is gone. It's wiped away. And sometimes women need to understand that also. Because this generation is so quick, so quick and eager to leave what God may have brought and ordained. That God may have brought together. The Bible says, what God has put together, let no man tear apart. Let no man tear apart. So we pray. We pray, and men, we must understand that also you're not the head of your household. Christ is the head of the household. But as we submit to him and follow his example, our responsibilities of husbands and fathers will become much more clearer only through Christ. As we submit to Christ as the head of our homes, we'll be stepping in our God-given roles, our God-given responsibilities as the spiritual leaders of that home, the spiritual leaders of that home. Spiritual leaders that leads towards Christ, that leads towards righteousness. See, men, sometimes we think we deserve a pat on the back, don't we, for doing all the things that we do. But that's not God's way. We get our pat on the back from the Lord. We take care of our responsibilities. We do what we are called to do here in the earth, and God gets the honor. God gets the glory because we are called fathers after our Father in heaven. That don't mean being the boss or dictator in a home, but it means having the role, the call to help our families thrive, church, thrive. Help our families thrive. And even sometimes when we start off on the wrong direction, the wrong foot, as, as men, as young men, as, 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 as leaders, we have a chance to, to reconcile that. Through Christ, we have a chance to reconcile. It's never too late, men. Even when we spoil our witness, it's never too late to turn back to Christ and regain the trust of your family. A father's love consists of many different things, many different responsibilities, godly qualities, God-ordained attributes. And one of those is compassion. Compassion. A father's love consists of compassion. A father's love is what? Compassionate. A true father's love is compassionate. The godly father is aware and understanding of his children's sufferings, of his children's struggles, of his children's needs. He is connected emotionally 
to his children, their feelings, their ups and their downs. He can see in their eyes when it's one of those days. When it's one of those days. When they need that father's comfort. When they need that father's encouragement. That advice that only a father, a loving father, can give. He sees and knows when they need that father's embrace, that father's hug, that father's hug, or just that father's understanding, or just that father's understanding. There is nothing like hearing, nothing like hearing a dad say that everything is going to be okay. Nothing like it. Hearing a dad say, don't worry, everything is going to be okay. Even as a grown man, there's nothing like hearing that. Because we know, no matter what is wrong, that dad is going to try to make sure whatever it is, that it's going to be okay for a child. That it's going to be okay for his child. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. So a father's love is compassionate. Psalms 103 says this, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Just as the Lord shows mercy, love, and forgiveness to those who truly honor him as God, the reverence of God for who he is, a loving father is compassionate to his children. He treats them with grace. He also is like God in a sense because he is merciful to his children. Merciful. Even when they make those mind-boggling mistakes, he treats them with grace. Forgiving them for what they've done, but also loving them, continuing loving them unconditionally, unconditionally. Jesus gave the parable of the prodigal son for many reasons, for many reasons. But one of them was to show a loving father's compassion for his children. We know the story. We know the story. The wayward child that wanted to go his own way do his own thing, rebel against his father and his father's rules, his father's standards. He wanted to see if he could make it all on his own, all on his own. He went out in the world and did some things. When you're grown, as a parent, we may let you go your own way. We may let you choose to find your way in life. and You don't want to listen to our advice. It's a hard choice to make, but that's the love of the Father, to allow you to see whether you're grown or not sometimes, right? <laughs> so the son went off and did all the things that he wanted to do and found out that the world didn't love him. He, the world didn't love him, and then he decided to come back home. 
But if many of us probably was in that same situation, I can raise my hand. We had doubts about whether our father would welcome us back. After we declared that we don't want to listen to him anymore. We don't want to go by his rules, his house rules, his standards. My father used to do this to my older siblings. When they decide to leave the house, he would break their plate. Can't eat here no more. You want to be grown. Now it's time for you to feed yourself. <laughs> he broke many plates. So it says, as he arose and came to his father, came back, but while he was a long way off, his father saw him. Mm. Just picture that. Picture that. Picture you and your child long way off, your wayward child, long way off. Father saw him. And even though he may have wanted to raise one back on him, <laughs> he felt compassion. He felt compassion, and he ran, and he embraced him, and he kissed him. A father's love. Even when our kids rebel against our authority, our standards, father's love will always be waiting with love and compassion to welcome them back home. That's the Father's love. You know, it's so important that sometimes we grow up in, in the mode that we have to be a dominant dictator as a father. We have to raise our voice at our kids to get our point across. But I have learned over the years that's not the way. Our kids need love from the Father. There's nothing like sitting around with your child, embracing them. A word may never be said, but that child will never forget that time. Never forget that time. Never. As I'm speaking to y'all, I could be speaking for myself as well. A father's love guides his children. A father's love guides his children. That's the responsibility of us as fathers. It don't matter how old our children get, they're still our what? Children. Sometimes uh, your child will never know more than you because they will never experience more than you because you have lived longer. If we look at it that way, we know no matter how old they are, they still need our guidance. Still need our guidance. Fathers, we are role models to our children. We are role models to our children. As a father, our greatest job is to, is to teach our children to be righteous individuals. Even if we're not righteous. Righteous individuals. And the best way to do that is being a role model to them. Being a role model with integrity. Integrity. With faith. With love. And Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness. Men, we must be role models in Christ-likeness. Not in our own selves, 
but in Christ's likeness. Being a good example by living out godly principles. Godly principles, not by the principles that we stand on. If we don't stand on God's principles, we are not teaching them to stand on God's principles. Titus 2.7, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity. Proverbs 22, direct your children into the right path. And when they are older, they will never, they will not leave it. Now, this is one I wish that I can go back in time, that I can go back in time, direct my children in the path that they should go, the right path. The right path is Christ. The right path is Christ. Show them the righteous way. The righteous way. We must train our kids in a godly way. A godly way. Not the world's way. A godly way. As long as we have them under our roof, oh, our chances are good. Be that role model. Train our kids up in a godly way. Train your nieces, your nephews up who is in your care in a godly way. Introduce them to the Bible as a source of wisdom, as a source of principles. As they grow older, they won't stray too far. They'll know where the source is to get back on track. Fathers, God is calling you to be a pro. God is calling you to be a pro. A pro in everything that you decide to do in life. God is calling you to be that pro. I know many of us are not professional athletes, but you don't have to be. You just have to be a pro in your home. We just have to be a pro in our home. We don't have to be an athlete. We don't have to be uh, handsome to do it. You know, we don't have to be rich to do it. We just have to be faithful. We just have to be faithful to the things of God, to the things of God that happen to begin with pro, happen to begin with pro. We must be proactive. As men, leaders of the house, spiritual leaders of the home, of our children as fathers, we have to be proactive. We shouldn't be passive about our faith. We shouldn't be passive about our spiritual guidance, our spiritual leadership in the home. We can't sit back and wait for life to happen. We can't sit back and wait for someone else to share the gospel to our children, to our families. We can't wait for someone else to be the spiritual guider or the spiritual leader of our own households. We must lead the way with our faith. With our faith. If you stand on your faith as a man, as a father, as a husband, lead the way with your faith. 
Lead the way with your faith. Not with the world's standards, but with your faith. Be different. Be different. When we go to work on our jobs, be different. Lead the way with your faith. They need guidance. Tell them, hey, let's pray about it. Lead the way with your faith. Tell your children, let's pray about the situation. Tell your friend, let's pray about the situation. Tell your wives, okay, all right, the bills are tight. Let's pray about the situation. Lead the way with your faith. We must reshape our families, men. We must reshape our families. Again, if we started off on the wrong track as fathers, as husbands, we can reshape our families. It's not too late. It's not too late. Renew our minds in the things of God. Renew our hearts in Christ. Reshape our families through our prayers, church, through our sacrifices, through our actions, and allow our kids to see our faith. Allow our kids to see our faith, brothers. That's the most important part. Kids are going to follow the fathers, whatever the fathers do. Allow them to see your faith. Allow them to see the standard that God has set before them. Allow it. Allow it. We must be a provider. As husbands, fathers, we must be, as men, a provider. And as husbands and fathers, we are called to work hard. We are called to work hard to provide for our families. But that doesn't mean financial provision. That doesn't mean financial provision. A lot of men has abandoned their families, even abandoned their faith for the accolades of their career. Of the accolades of their career. And then we try to convince ourselves we are doing what we supposed to do as being Providers. A man has to do what a man has to do, attitude, right? But we are men of faith. And God is our primary provider. God is our primary provider. I believe that families can deal with less if they have more of us. I believe they'll settle for less if they have more of us, more of the Father. In the home. I remember my dad used to be gone all the time. Work, meetings, everything. Even though we was with our mother uh, most of the time, it was nothing like when dad came home. When dad walked through those doors, man, it was like Christmas every day. Not from the gifts, but a smile on dad's face that loves to see his child. There's nothing greater. It's nothing greater. Just imagine that, that welcome in heaven. <laughs> Just imagine that. Nothing greater. Nothing greater. We are men of faith, and God is our primary uh, provider. And I believe, I truly believe. And we don't ask them this, but they will deal with less to have more of us in the home. More of us. More of our spiritual guidance, more of our time, 
more of our presence. We must provide a godly example, man. We must provide a godly example, even through our many mistakes, right? Even through our many mistakes, our, our, our uh, not being not perfect, we still must strive to do and make the godly example. And lastly, we must be a protector. We must be a protector. As husbands and fathers, we're called to wage war against anything and anybody that come up against our families, that comes up against our families. Now, that don't mean fighting with the bad guy to try to break us in the house or running the mouse or the lizard away from your, from your wife. But that's a battle we know you better not lose. <laughs> you lose that battle, the house will never be the same. <laughs> never be the same. <laughs> but being a protector means you must be willing to fight, not against flesh and blood, as the Bible instructs, but the evil. But the evil. Our real battle is against evil itself. And we as men need to lead in the way in our prayers, in our words, in our actions, so that as we follow Christ, as we follow Christ, our families would also follow us. As we as men follow Christ, our families will also follow us. What man, a young man, don't want to be a leader? What man, a young man, want to take the back seat to, to allow someone else to, to lead? We have pride, don't we? We have pride. But it seems today that a lot of men wants to take the back seat in leading. We will love to lead in the world. The things of the world, we will rush to lead. But when it comes to the spiritual things of God, we take a back seat. The spiritual things of God that matters most in this entire world to our family, to our children. Men take a back seat on being the real protectors of the family. We see it worldwide. See, it's not about the money. It's not about the guns that you carry. It's about that spiritual battle that you must protect your family over. Those mind games that's getting in your children's heads. The TV that's the phone that's taking away all those things of God. The man, the spiritual protector of the home. When your child is crying because someone is bullying them, you don't need to go up there and fight the teacher or fight the parent. Pray about it. Pray about it. Show your child the godly way to handle certain things like that. Somehow the world has put on the man that 
Providing is all about all the money in the world. And we leave our families out to dry. As long as we come home with a check. But they know nothing about God. Nothing about God. And God has me here today to express this. <laughs> to express this. Not only to you, but a reminder to myself what it means to be a loving father, loving husband, loving brother, cousin, uncle. What it means. And all because he loves y'all. And I love you too. So men, this is not a word for me. This is an encouraging word from your Father in heaven. Amen? And right now, as we go into communion, I'm going to call Drayson up to pray over our communion. I just want to say a word of, of prayer before we go into communion. Father, as we as we stand here, Father, in, in unity with you, Father, and with our brothers and sisters in Christ, Father, I, I just pray, Father, that, that you encourage us, that you lift us up, Father, that as we leave this place, Father, that you just guide us to be better men and women, better mothers, better fathers, better husbands, better wives for our families. Father, we thank you for all that you do, and in this time right now, Father, we thank you for this communion this understanding of your sacrifice that you have placed upon your son to be our savior, our burden barrier in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Morning, everyone. Does everybody have a, a cup? I needed one. All right, thank you, sir. All right, today is, uh, we're going to take communion together, and um, for those of you that are unaware um, what this is about, um, there's a cracker in top.